There's a quiet power living in Alberta right now. You have it, so do I. Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. morning. How is everybody doing today? Whew. It's a weird energy today. See, so can't even talk. It is a weird energy day today, for sure. I um, don't even know how to explain it. It's just weird. I know part of it is it's exam week for my kids, midterms, finals, there's a lot of kids that are just completely stressed out. I feel for them. I send them lots of energy, <clears throat> hoping that it goes better than they expect. Ooh, yeah. Had a little dog accident this morning. It's a poopy day. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. Some days are just so weird, aren't they? So it's nice to be back. Last Wednesday, there was a super big storm happening here, and I had to go find all my animals. Nice. They're all good, though. All good. <clears throat> and best ever, my cute little Highland, the one that's my favorite, don't tell the other one, comes marching over to get petted. And really, she probably just wanted some treats, but still counts as me feeling loved, and that's what matters, Right. Find those things that make you feel loved. So today I'm going to talk about how to navigate challenging situations when you're empathic. So when you feel what everyone's feeling, 
it gets tricky because you don't want to upset them. You don't want to make them angry. And we have to be aware as empaths when we discount our own feelings and boundaries just so that someone else is not upset or angry with us. This is something I have to work on all the time. Because when you feel what other people are feeling, it's a kind of a double whammy, right? And so lots of times we will be the peacemakers. And we will get walked on and pushed around. And it's frustrating. I have to say that I was blessed <laughs> in my family dynamic because I grew up with two older brothers, quite quite a bit older. The one's like five years older, one's six years older, and depending on time of year, of course, four or five years older, and a dad, and then my mom. And they're strong personalities, all of them. And my mom is not. And because of that, and lots of chauvinism, and you can't do that because you're a girl, I got, I, I'm feisty. I am completely feisty. And one thing I have to be aware of is that I will um, let women and children get away with more stuff than I will the men because I'm feisty. And, you know, being trained so well, right? And so I find it significantly easier to have boundaries with men than I do. Like I will let the kids get away with not even get not, that's not even the right word. I will do things and make it easier for the kids that I wouldn't do say for a parent. I'm not explaining that well because I'm still in that really messy situation that I talked about last week. Something that I volunteer for and I'm the leader for and this parent is just being a pain. Like crossed some lines that he cannot uncross now and um, it's been this whole month and I have had really great boundaries. I've been very polite. I don't want to be. I've been very respectful. I don't want to be. Because I knew that I was going to get some support this last weekend. So I went to the 4-H Leaders Conference and it was fabulous. I learned so much and a lot of it was surprising and I felt so supported as, I mean, I'm a volunteer. So when you're volunteering for something and someone is being a complete twit and attacking you, it's really hard to to want to keep volunteering. <laughs> like, I don't understand why people don't get that. And completely out of line and annoying. Because what he attacked the whole club about and saying all these things, and then he's the one sending me messages saying, well, what are we doing about this? And I will admit, I'm not even being snarky when I do it, but I want to be. 
I'll be like, okay, as discussed at this meeting that he had a complete fit about, but didn't even pay attention to anything that was going on or didn't retain it. And so you're going to rake me over the coals for other people when you did the very same thing and you're the adult? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. But I learned lots of good things at this conference that I, I am in charge. And if I choose to, I can release this individual from the situation and ask them not to return. And I feel like this individual will be very surprised by that. I also found ways for this individual to go join a different place that does the same thing. I found out what I, what's required to make it an easy transition, although they probably don't want him either. And, um, yeah, it was so interesting. Um, and part of it is my fault that it got this extreme because in the past, because I adore this individual's children. I've let him get away with stuff, basically, and kind of be in charge, and his opinion mattered more so than I should have because there were concerns from other parents about it. And um, I did bring up to him that there was a complaint about him and totally didn't want to know. And so now I've learned all this information. So I got support. I got support and I asked a lot of questions. I networked hard about this situation so that I could resolve it. And it was so amazing. So my tip and tool for this is so, like this situation has taken way too much of my time and energy and this individual is completely disrespectful to me and to the club and to other people. They don't know about it, but he is. And so even when I said, look, I am so busy, I'm struggling to get all this stuff done, could you help? And I was turned down flat and then still criticized. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. And so this individual asked or slammed me for certain things, and I'm like, all right, duly noted. And now what's going to happen is what he, how he wanted me to change things is going to apply directly to him because I am the leader and I get to choose, and I'm already doing it, and we all get to meet in person on Saturday, so that is going to be interesting. But when I actually spoke to this individual on the phone rather than messages, was not nearly as blustery or as much of a bully. And isn't that one of the big signs? Okay. So I was dealing with this. It was taking too much of my time and energy, and I was mad. And then even matter that I had to be an adult about it, you know. But I went and got support. And how I became confident to do that is I put out to the universe. I said, okay, this is affecting my life. It's going to affect it's affecting too much. I need some clear, concise signs and information on how to deal with it. And I got it. Pay attention. 
you will get the answers, you will get guidance, but you have to pay attention. And then I found out what's happening in other places with other people, and mine's pretty, mine's okay. <laughs> pretty okay, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it's challenging to me because I have such, I have a really deep sense of right and wrong, and I when you cross a boundary with me, it's really hard for you to uncross it. I just say, I put it in a not-so-good light and say that I hold a grudge, which I do, I guess. But ugh, it's just that once you cross it and you've shown me who you are, it's really hard for me to believe that you're not, or that you could change. Which is rightly so, because what are the chances that this individual will change. We'll see. We'll see. I feel like not being able to push me around is changing things because now he'll ask a question. I'll be like, okay, as discussed at the meeting, and he gets a little bit prissily about it, and I'm like, dude, you are the least helpful of my group and the one that complains the most. And I've, we as leaders have accommodated you and you took complete advantage and thought you could, I don't know, I don't know what crawled up your butt that day, but you were pretty much a dick several times in messages and I've saved them all and now we're done. Now I'm having big boundaries. The children are going to get treated awesome still because they're adorable and the wife will too, not him. We are done. We are done. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to pull out some threats, but I have answers for him all now, and that's great. That is great. So to handle it, I got, I got information. Like that, I find, is the key when you're an empath to handling challenging situations and people that are negative and just you don't really want to fight with them because it's exhausting, but you know that it's the right thing to do because you can't let them push you around and it'll just drain your energy. Get information. So I researched all the rules, regulations. I asked a bunch of questions because when this happened, I said, look, I'm going to this conference end of the month. I will, I will get support. I will ask questions. I will know way better. And I did. He's just not going to like the answers because they're on how to handle him. I found out, I mean, of course I found out other people are dealing with the same situation. So get support, get some research, get some, like, facts and figures to back yourself up. That is less for them than it is for your confidence. I also sent him the facts and figures that he had requested, but I also included everyone else saying, hey, this seemed like a good idea, because I wanted him to know that they now knew. Of course they did, because everybody knows everybody, right? That he was taking this tactic, right? And it did deflate him. It took some wind out of his sails. Because, you know, a bully wants only one person. When there's a crowd backing up that person, the bully will back down, right? And the crowd does back me up. And another situation came up where I asked for some a vote on some information, 
and uh, everybody voted different than this person, and I'm sure he is livid, and that's too bad. You've lost your privilege to be always accommodated first. Deal with it. Deal with it, right? We have to um, find a way to stand our ground for what's right, because too often these type of people just railroad everybody else. And I'm done. I did know this was coming. I've been preparing for it. I mean, hello, psychic. Of course I did. And um, I will give myself credit for the way I've handled it so far. None of it's been yelling or, you know, shaming or on my part. But I've gotten my point across very solidly. Again, I did my research and I asked for support. And the other key piece for us empaths, find a way to vent out your pissed offness. I have a stair stepper and I go outside and stomp around in my pastures. And my cows got out twice last week. <laughs> you know they do that when I need to like get out of my head and focus on them. We come home from basketball me and my one son, the other two were gone to archery, and he's like, ha, huh, there's a cow right there, Mom. I'm like, what? And so we had to, in the starry night, chase the cows in. We had to call for backup from the rest of the family. Uh, can you hurry home? And then, so that was late at night on the Thursday night. Friday morning, same thing. They broke in again. And it's like random weird stuff. There's been, like, so much going on at any one time. I can't be certain I shut the gate for the first time. Maybe I didn't. I'm willing to accept that responsibility. But the second time was my husband who didn't latch the gate, if at all. We're just, you know, because when you're so um, stretched, when you have so much going on, these little things happen. And you have to keep your sense of humor about it. You have to just solve your problems. Try to find the lessons in a positive light about it. And just move on, right? Like, we're never going to be in an energy, probably, of not having these challenges. So finding a way to navigate them that you don't beat yourself up over is important, right? So, you know, I'll get on my stair stepper and just stomp out the energy because I need somewhere for it to go. Because if we don't, anger and resentment live in our tummies and become extra weight if we don't find a way to release the energy. I get to pick on the men a little bit, but all those men with big beer guts that we call them, I bet if you have a conversation with them, you're going to find out that they're just not happy with life. Because weight is also an energetic protection. And when you don't know what to do with the energy, that's what can happen. It will collect there. So be aware of that. Even if you, like, just jump up and down and scream, dance, scream in your car when no one can hear you, find some way to vent out the angry, resentful, PO'd energy 
so that it doesn't collect in your body and become a physical issue. Vent it out and then do something nice for yourself. It's been proven that uh, what kind of snacks you reach for, if you reach for the sweets, you're looking for a hug. If you're reaching for the salty, crunchy, you're looking for a way to release and vent energies. I'm a salty, crunchy kind of girl. Very, not, sometimes I want a sweet snack, but not as often. I'm usually like venting out energy somehow because as an empath, I collect them, right? Don't we do that? We seem to collect the energies. We know what people are feeling. We have this need to help because we feel what they're feeling and we want it to stop. I am actually signing up to take a class with my hypnotherapy group about healthy boundaries. I'm very excited. I'll be offering that soon because this For 2019, boundaries is a huge, 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 huge issue to work through. For everybody. So everything we've learned, we're putting it into practice to make sure we have healthy boundaries for ourselves. And so I can't wait to take that class and then come back and offer you some valuable tips on that. Sometimes, do you find that you surprise yourself? Like, You'll think, oh, I have such good healthy boundaries, things are going good, and then you kind of, it feels like you get sucked in a little, that you get drug into something and you're like, time, it feels okay, and then after you're like, wait a minute, where was my boundaries there? Whoops, right? Whoops. It's interesting, though, right? It is. Boundaries can be so hard. So hard. Like, yeah. Just You just don't know, right? You don't know a lot of the time that you're in a boundary-challenging situation until you're done (laughs) and you're like oh how do you know when you're like oh I wish I would have said no or I wish I wouldn't have but we don't know till we know and life is like practical experience it's all about our experiences and our learning and our soul growth you don't get away from that even if you want to it's not how it goes so find your way that you feel good about because here's the thing every time we have a boundary challenge and we work through it it increases our self-esteem our self-confidence and the next time gets easier right i'm pretty sure that i wouldn't have handled this situation the way i am three years ago but it's something that i was actively working on What if in a couple of months I come back on and we find out that we're just all besties? (laughs) Because that can happen, right? You can have, like, some pretty intense challenges with someone, and then you work it all out, and then you kind of appreciate each other. Can happen. Do I think it's going to happen in this case? No. (laughs) 
Maybe that'll be me having boundaries and saying no. But it could, right? Every time we grow and every time we learn, we get this next layer of awesomeness. And we become more confident. We become more solid in who we are. So it has so many gifts when it's a challenge. But that doesn't mean we like it. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's just how it is. It's how we roll. Um, we're being called upon or just nudged to have creative solutions to things, Right? It's one thing I loved about the Leaders Conference is that I learned so much about how we approach things and how we can do things that are just not necessarily the traditional way. And I like that. I like being creative. I like creative problem solving. It makes me happy. The guided imagery we're going to do today is for solutions. So just kind of tuck in your mind if you're You have a problem you're working on. Uh, Who doesn't? (laughs) Pick one, I guess. You can come back because I'll try to make sure that I do it for the last half hour like usual to come up with some creative solutions to our problems. Look at things differently. Because, you know, some of these things, they definitely feel like a test. And I don't even like that word. I struggled with that for a long time. But it's like an initiation, let's call it. I can I can deal with that a little better for whatever reason. I, I think it's because if it's a test, I feel like I could fail. And it's never a fail because you always get a do-over, right? But in your soul growth, it's like you pass levels if you want to look at it that way if you're a gamer. And every time you pass that level or work through that level, even if you have to have a do-over, you get better at it. And it gets you points, I guess, in self-esteem and self-confidence, let's call it. And then you find that something else will happen and you can handle it with less angst. And it's happy. You're, you're good about that. It feels nice. It feels like you're adulting, <laughs> even when you don't want to. I have to say peopling all weekend, I'm not as tired as I thought I would be. And maybe because it was the type of crowd or the venue, I don't know. I was pretty happy about that. Because I, it was also the people I hung out with. They were amazing. Gosh, we had a lot of laughs. It was good. It was really good. I'm so glad I went. Because even just an energetic shift I experienced because I felt supported. That is also key for us empaths. We have to feel supported because so often we feel weird. We feel like we're the black sheep, although I say we're more like a psychedelic, colorful, rainbow, sparkly sheep, but we do because we know when someone is not happy and we have to navigate not taking it personally. Because it's not always personal. Sometimes it might be. We're not everyone's cup of tea, right? Jealousy runs rampant in our world. People wanting what we have or wanting to be who we are. I can't tell you how many times Psychic Cowgirl has been threatened, let's call it. People want to steal it. 
like, no, I'm good. It's interesting. There's such a energy of competition in an unhealthy way sometimes that it's, it can be frustrating. And how often have you just given something up or given it to somebody, just said, fine, you seem to want it more than I do. I'm not going to fight you for it. And there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing. But we have to make sure we're also taking care of ourselves. I wouldn't be handing over Psychic Cowgirl to anybody. I've worked hard to make this what it is. And I'm getting the benefits. Healthy boundaries. So I had someone contact me and wanted some advice. And they didn't, like, offer to pay me, like, get a session for, you know, so there was that energy exchange. They didn't state that, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should have asked if they wanted a session. But really, I couldn't fit them in anyway, so I didn't. But it would have it would have had a different energy to it if they were offering to pay me for my advice. But they didn't, and they wanted a significant piece of my time, and I just don't have it. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of something. And then a little while later, they, like, texted me again, said, hey, don't forget about me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just really can't fit you in because basically I would be doing a reading and I just, I, I, I can't fit it in. I have clients that, you know, believe in the energy exchange part and are paying me for my stuff that I, I just couldn't. And I thought, huh, I'm really stretched out right now. And then, interestingly enough, someone else texted me about three days later wanting something but that person has paid me for sessions before, and I knew what they wanted would only take me a few minutes. And I was like, absolutely, I'm just deciding right now what to have for lunch. And then what was really cool to me was the energetic signature for both situations were so vastly different. Vastly different. Pay attention to that. When someone asks you for your advice, you do not have to give it. You are not obligated. And it doesn't matter who they are. You are not obligated. If you seriously can't fit it in, don't. Say no. I did give her some referrals for some other places she could go for this information. I just said, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. And so pay attention to the energies of things. Pay attention to the energies of situations. Because as I was chatting with someone yesterday, I said, I wonder if I should have said, well, do you want to book a session? But as soon as I said it, and she could feel it and threw my advice back at me because she's fabulous, I'm like, you're good. I love it. It was like one of those, oh, yeah, right, I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to because I felt taken advantage of. You know what else I felt? That there was that, oh, you don't want to help another woman be successful now, do you? You say that you do, but you don't because you're not helping me right now. I have had that happen to me so often. Oh, huh. Even though I'd already given tons of support and advice and there was never or very little reciprocity. What I gave 
didn't match what I gave back. Now, I'm not giving in order to get something back, but I do believe in energy exchanges. An appreciation, authentic appreciation, is an energy exchange commodity. If you authentically appreciate someone for all the stuff they've given you or advice, that is an energy exchange. And that, you know, it didn't happen. And I'm like, you know what, I need to reevaluate because all it's doing is making me a little bit resentful. And so that's up to me to change, right? They're not going to stop doing what they're doing because they don't know that there's a problem. Or if they do, they're not willing to do anything about it. And spending, you'll know when someone's in your energy field in a negative way if you spend hours trying to analyze what the heck they're thinking or doing and why they're doing what they're doing. And I have to work on that all the time. I have to stop because I seriously want to understand in case I can help. Hmm. But is that my job? If you truly don't understand someone, they're not in alignment with you. And you need to have healthy boundaries on that because that's just how it rolls, right? All right, so we're about the last half of the show, depending on which clock I look at. Dun, dun, dun. So we are going to do some guided imagery for a solution. I'm kind of excited for this. When I'm doing the guided imagery with you, I don't go all the way into hypnosis because, hello, I need to pay attention and make sure I don't miss a word. But I do end up dreaming it after. So, yay. We are so cool if we just pay attention to ourselves, people. We are pretty cool. All right, so let's do this. This one is a little bit longer than some, so let's get started. All right, shake your energy up a little bit. Get ready to roll here. Becoming aware of breathing. Just notice it for a few moments. Just taking these moments to focus on your breath. Now, let's take three big deep breaths as deeply as possible, beginning to release and then letting go. These are the breaths that signal it's time to go within. As the normal, natural breathing begins occurring, imagine a gentle, warm, balmy breeze as it wafts around, wafting around head, neck and shoulders. And with every breath, as the breeze continues to move gently around, there's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling. Going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. 
across the upper back and circling around through the chest. A warm and nurturing feeling as the breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers, releasing and letting go. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering, is it a breathing of the breeze? Or is the breeze breathing me? With every breath, the breeze continues circling around through the mid-back and around through the solar plexus. Every breath drifting deeper now. The gentle sensations of the warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. The breeze continues moving around, around thighs, knees, calves, ankles, and around through feet, now and with every breath, becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm, and at ease, being at one with the breeze, and the breeze still gently, easily moving all around and all through. So that at five as we count down four three two one deeply 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 relaxed deeply relaxed relaxed and easy now drifting deeper allows you to open the door of your imagination and when you speak out or think out loud in this journey, it relaxes you even more comfortably. When you focus within, you'll be aware of a positive sensation as any or all of your senses heighten. Let's drift even deeper to that ultimate quiet within where you can truly feel your breath moving in and out of your body. You are so relaxed, so deep within, so comfortable in this quiet. And when you are ready, Allow a solution image to emerge. Invite it to simply and easily come forward. It can be a feeling, a 
be an image. You are so relaxed, so deep within. Freely it is emerging. Being available to you, you almost seem to summon it. And just right timing it arises. An image that stands for solution taking shape and form comfortably, emerging through to simply be here with you. As the solution image emerges and comes through it all, when it seems to come into being, Acknowledge it. Visualize and imagine bringing this image more freely to life. What is the first thing you notice about this solution image? What seems interesting or important about it? Notice what you notice. Feel what you feel. See what you see. Encouraging it to become all that it is. What else do you notice about it? Finding out more about it could perhaps mean trading places with it. To get the feel of what more it knows, move inside of it and experience what the solution image is like inside
to get the feel of what more it knows, move inside of it and experience what the solution image is like. Inside out. And really, what is it like as the image of solution? How does that feel? Notice what you notice. See what you see. What's this energy really like? as the solution image, what might be the suggestion to solve your issue you're thinking of? Notice what you notice. As this solution solution image, what might it feel like if you're looking at yourself and thinking where to be placed in yourself? Where would that be? Where does the solution wish to be in yourself? Now that we've completed this discovery from the inside out, let's trade back places. Now that you've traded back places with this image of solution, how do things feel now? Once as yourself again, think where would the need to be the most? Where would this solution image be best placed? When ready, ask the solution to come within. It knows exactly where to go. 
as it goes right to where it is needed most. Let it do its good work for what it is meant to do. Take a few moments to assimilate with the energy of the solution image. Now let it grow in intensity, allowing it to move up and down and all around into the cellular layer of your being and even into the mind space all around. If so desired, let this intensity become brightened and heightened, remaining concentrated on the place within that needs it most. Allow this whole experience to be an upliftment right to the top of the symbolic staircase. Solution within, solution without, all around and all through. We deepen and we strengthen it with every step down. Going down now 20, feeling strong, feeling secure, feeling safe. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, feeling strong, feeling confident, feeling secure, 9, 8, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now that you're at the bottom of your staircase, let the imagination door open even wider, walking through, going beyond, and as though the feeling of solution within and without and all around is always here. Walking on the path. Imagine, imagine going through daily activities with solution automatically here, there, Anywhere and everywhere, solution is. Even in unconscious sleep at night, solution is ever-present, still doing its good work for you unceasingly. We're going to take a few moments of silence and stillness now to immerse in this feeling of solution, 
knowing that this solution image is sending beneficial energy and gladness for this journey. Give you a few moments to soak all that in. And now, feeling this experience in the fulfillment, in all its totality and unity, at zero, we reinforce the positives from this solution journey as we begin to come up and out, now at one, with a deep cleansing breath in, and release. Two, three, Four, five, eyes open, wide awake. Say your first name out loud. Eyes open, wide awake. Say your first name out loud. So now that we've done this journey, what I'm curious about and I'm going to make note of is how many more times will I get creative, fabulous solutions during sleep time, dream time. It happens to me often now. I can't wait to see if it happens even more. I love when it's kind of um, effortless that way. (laughs) Makes me happy because life is weird. Well, thank you all for listening, and I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of the week, and I'll see you. Our next show will be in February. 2019 is already going by quick. So weird. All right, sending you a big hug and blessings. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit psychiccowgirl.com. That's P S Y C H I C. 
C-O-W-G-I-R-L dot com. 